to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's a Monday, so it's great news with Kay on a Monday. It's Kay Smith. Go to KaySmith.com. Kay, how you doing? Good to see you. I'm good. How are you? I, I'm, I'm good as well. And, and I, I, I know you've got a headache. I'm going to speak a little softer. I'm going to be a loud voice. And I apologize about that. But uh, hopefully it was a good weekend. Uh, I know that you're, you're covering these stories that, that always just really cut through the BS. You got North Carolina story about social housing and it's collapsing. What, does this mean that people buying housing is collapsing and the housing market is collapsing? They tried to socialize housing in North Carolina. That's collapsing. Fill me in. What is this? So, no, I saw a statistic this morning. So I live in North Carolina. If like yes. people couldn't tell, know your yeah. maps. You know where you are with geography. Know your maps. Know your maps. Um, so, <laughs> so, no, I live in North Carolina and it doesn't matter where I live, Joe, I study the sociology and I study how like, the best part about my uh, my degree was I got to sort of study people and how they behave and study how they behave in like lots of different sort of uncontrollable contexts. So sort of like, yeah. you know, uh, looking at town and city planning, urban environments, like all like, you know, planning all that stuff. How do we deal with the natural environment? Blah, blah, blah. And so that's what I do all day is I sit around staring out my window, writing stories, thinking about, oh, isn't it interesting that this is how the world works? So I see this statistic this morning, right? that says 2023 was the worst year for investment in um, tech startups in North Carolina um, or any kind of startups, like startup businesses. And so for like, it was not North Carolina specifically, but it was the Triangle area, which is Raleigh, Durham, Chapel, Chapel Hill. It's sort of like the research triangle where you've got um, huge big pharma companies, loads of different tech companies are here, uh, esports, like the whole shebang. Like if it's something innovative, like it's and even medicine, like it's just all happening here um, in the triangle. So this place, when there's money not being pumped into it, it's a big deal. We're also one of the states that people from all over the country chose to flock to in the last year. So we've had the highest growth because there were a lot of jobs here. Now, I study job markets, housing markets, all that kind of stuff. I write about all these different things for the caller. Um, and I also just study them because I'm interested in it. Um, and because that's, you know, part of what my boyfriend does. He used to be in recruiting for years. And, you know, he's been trading and he works in stocks and investments, all this kind of stuff, insurance, what have you. Um, and so when we sort of mashed, like I saw this statistic, the sort of lack of investment in startups in Raleigh and I thought oh that's a bit worrying because here in the like Wake County or Johnson County um the local county we live in all the homeowners have just had their um tax assessed values done on their homes and all of the properties have uh, gone up considerably like we have a neighbor whose um tax assessed value has gone up 62 percent just like that you know and I know Crazy. that's not the real value but here's where things start to just not makes sense like the math stops mathing when you realize joe we also we rent right now um because we were open to buying but i'm not buying at a six percent mortgage rate like i'm sorry but i'm not an idiot like why would i buy a four hundred thousand dollar home at a six to eight percent mortgage rate the home itself has never been worth four hundred thousand dollars like you probably couldn't even get that coverage in insurance like it's probably a $280,000 home at best, but because of the COVID bubble, all of the prices have skyrocketed. Um, so you've got all of these houses now, people, A, 
inflation, the economy is sort of falling apart anyway. So people are stalling when it comes to buying homes. Everyone thinks that there's going to be a crash. I think it's more likely there's going to be a stagnation and then um, banks are just going to start dissolving and the world's going to fall apart. But here in Raleigh, what we're seeing is sort of this very steady decline that's going to snowball into a lack of investment means there's going to be less jobs already seeing mass layoffs. We've got homes that are overvalued by the state, but you cannot sell your home in Raleigh above asking price right now. We saw a house the other day that had or a list of houses the other day. Every single one had come back down in value by about uh, 10 grand in the last four or five days. Like everyone is cutting the price of their homes. There's a house right. around the corner that was up for 800,000 last year. They knocked it down to 550 now because wow. they are not getting offers. Well, is this is this the natural correction? And, and I know what's happening, and I think that you'll agree with me, but let me, because it's happening in Texas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is in California, you sell your two bedroom, two bath for a million two. And then you come to Texas and you can buy a mansion for a million two, or you can buy something that's three bedrooms, two bath or four bedrooms, two bath. And you think you're getting twice the house that you had in California and you're paying way too much freaking money for it. And that it's making everybody's, uh, everybody's assessment skyrocket. Taxes are through the roof. All of a sudden, something's got to give because mm-hmm. people won't be able to buy these houses anymore. If you've got a house in Texas, that's two and two, or maybe even two and three or, or three and two, um, it used to be $200,000. Now it's four fifty, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000. People, regular families starting out, can't buy a house like that. They're going to have to go somewhere where it's cheaper, and that's going to make the prices plunge because you have too, too much inventory and not enough people buying. I mean, that's got to be what's happening. That's that's part of it, absolutely. I think it's probably going to get a little bit worse than that. And the other thing that I'm seeing a lot around North Carolina is like it's not just people moving here from out of state who are more than happy to overspend on these like really badly built prefab like just garbage dump homes right. in these like do you know what a liminal space is it's sort liminal? of this, no yeah it's sort of this idea you know like when if you walk into like an abandoned or like an empty hotel that uh-huh. looks like it should be full of people but there's no one there and it's like really creepy and weird uh-huh. yeah that's what all these housing developments feel like or like you walk right. down like an empty hospital hallway and it's like oh my god this just doesn't feel right like i shouldn't be here like these neighborhoods are literally liminal spaces um and they're massively overvalued so what we're probably going to see is yeah like a massive crash i think we're going to see a lot of um these illegal immigrants who've come over the border are going to start being shuffled into like the government's just going to come in they're going to buy all of these houses from these uh, developers who are all going to go bust because they're not going to be able to sell all of these homes that they build. And they, they're building them way too fast and way too poorly, especially for somewhere that has like hurricanes and tornadoes like in this part of the country. Like what are you thinking? Um, I think it's going to be really bad. I think we're going to see a type of social decline, particularly around the cities of North Carolina. Like Charlotte's already pretty bad. Um, Raleigh's already got like, well, we went out for dinner last year in downtown Raleigh twice. First time guy shot up an apartment building, mentally ill guy, just offers not on dr- like offers not on drugs, just like Thursday afternoon went and just shot up an apartment building. Wow. Um, another time we were out there and I mean it was literally like if we had done shots for every tweaker we had seen, I would have been blackout drunk, maybe even possibly died. Um Wow. It was just rampant and it's looking it's starting to look a lot like California, but the difference being when you get out to the rural parts of 
Texas, North Carolina. You've got people and families that have been here since like the the first like boats came over. Right. Kind of thing. Like you've got people who are nested in, who haven't really noticed anything that's going on in the cities. And those are going to be the people that kind of will maintain the economy to a certain extent because their lives won't change that much. But these cities are going to plummet. And I, I don't know what happens after that. Well hopefully, well, hopefully it'll be, as I said earlier, a correction. Uh, there was a correction after the bubble in 08, but, you know, the correction hurt a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Case Smythe. Go to CaseMythe.com. Read everything that she writes over on the Daily Caller, dailycaller.com. See her on television networks all over the place, especially Newsmax. And, uh, of course, here, once a week at least. Uh, why is it? Now, listen, when I was growing up, and if I couldn't find, like, my favorite guitar pick, I would say, well, I have to be able to find it because they could find it. And, and the they I meant was some fictitious government agency that I thought up in my head when I was eight could clearly come and find my guitar pick in my bedroom, couldn't they? And so I always thought there was somebody on the planet that could find anything that was ever lost. I am completely confused by Amelia Earhart's plane. I have no idea why it could be missing for this long. And every so often, somebody thinks they found a little something-something from her plane. Katie, did they really find it? Do they really have the wreckage of her plane or not? Um, I think there's going to be a lot more data that needs to be done. It's a pretty, it's not a big grab. Why is this um, so hard? It's just like, it's just one of those things where it's like, do you know what happens when you drop something in the ocean? Like, if you're really, really, really lucky, it might become fossilized, but it's going to be gone by the next morning and you're never going to see it again. And all like, like it's never coming back. Did we like, have no technology back when she did this flight to be able to even know where the flight path was? They just had no clue where she was? Because <laughs> it's better than just, you dropped like a penny in the ocean. This is, we should have known where she was going and what the path would have been. So we did know what the path was and they did know um, where her last distress signals came from. So that kind of allowed like a sort of roundabout area. But like one of the things that I learned today, and I might get this wrong, but this is just what I sort of inferred from my research, was she sent out like Mayday signals, like nonstop. Like she was sending them for ages and ages and ages. Like I think it was like a day, day and a half, something like that. But the way that those Mayday signals and stuff worked back in the day is like someone in Florida, like some little girl who's like sitting down there in Florida waiting to write down the names of songs she likes, suddenly picks up Amelia Earhart's freaking Mayday signal. Wow. Like, you know, it was just, it was pandemonium. And so I also then think about, you know, the Malaysia Airlines flight, things like that. The fact that we know that like past civilizations lived on coastlines that were different and there's basically like no evidence of them now. Like, I think it's a pretty big stretch to think we'll straight up find it, but I want to end on a positive with this one. Cause I really get to do that. There is part of me that would be like, how freaking cool would it be if we do actually find her plane and we can know once and for all, like what happened because, like, I love a good mystery, but, like, when a mystery gets solved or a mystery gets debunked, like, I am just as here for it. So, you know, um, I, I, it, well, could I mean, be, I, it could be real. That would be cool. I like a good a good mystery, too, but I, I need some solution. I need some resolution, no? Yeah. I mean, like, sometimes, like, there are some mysteries where I'm like, is Bigfoot real? And I'm like, I'd rather not know. Um, <laughs> you know, just like aliens. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, they could be real. They might be real. I don't think, I think you want to know. Don't, don't say you don't want to know. I think you want to know. I think I you want to know about aliens. How do Come you on. find that out in a good way, though? Like, know. how do you find that out in, like, a positive way without oh, everyone great. then <laughs> thinking that you're nuts for the rest of your life? You great. Know? They, they exist. They're going to kill us all and eat us. Yeah. You're, so you're right. So, I mean, the resolution might be a really, really bad thing. It yeah. is a case, Mike. So you actually had a, a semi-positive ending on one because um, uh, normally people will write and say, you're going to have negative Nelly on again Monday? Are you serious? A, People say that. Can have I'll a, fight a, them. A, I'm apocalypse April on, on Monday. Um, <laughs> it is Smythe. Go to Smythe.com. Smythe has an E at the end because she's all from the UK and stuff. So go <laughs> and check that out. Um, I, I am, like you say, I'm, I am here for it when it comes to CNN finally getting its just desserts. <laughs> I mean, is CNN finally seeing the, and, and the better question might be after you tell us, does this mean they're going to be major changes there? They're just going to keep on doing what they do. Fill us in on the CNN story. I don't know what CNN does to recover. I mean, like under a hundred thousand viewers that literally means. So I, I tried to do some like weak math on it. And I, I was, I was like, Oh my God, the only people watching CNN are people who don't realize they're watching CNN because they're actually just at Planet <laughs> Fitness and it's on like 12 <laughs> screens and no one cares. It's just background. Well, that, that's actually factual. I mean, CNN mm-hmm. is in the airports too. So they're mm-hmm. getting the ratings for all of that crap. Yeah, so I honestly think that no one in America is watching CNN, which I'm kind of, again, I'm here for it because one of the, okay, one of the funniest things I ever heard was, um, I can't remember who it was, was talking to someone on mainland China, like a mainland Chinese resident, um, who basically said, it's so weird to us in China that you Americans watch TV. Don't you realize that it's all propaganda? Like, that's why no one in China watches TV. It's all propaganda. Why would we watch it? We don't need to be indoctrinated. So the Chinese people know that what they're getting is a narrative, it's propaganda, <laughs> and it's lies. Yeah. So if they watch it, they know that going in. Whereas mm-hmm. here, th- that 100,000, which is, by the way, if you don't know, that's a paltry number. That's a, that's a number that should shut the light bulbs off. Yeah. Just the electricity should not get paid at 100,000 viewers. Mm-hmm. So they're getting 100,000 viewers, and those 100,000 are watching it go, man, that Anderson Cooper's bringing the truth tonight. <laughs> is Anderson <laughs> Cooper even still on that? I, I don't, don't know. I have know. no idea. I can't it's tell so you what bad. number CNN is on my on my cable. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Well, like to put in perspective, you know, like I'm sure a lot of people watch Newsmax like five years ago or something like that, but they were probably getting like not far off the viewers that CNN's getting now. And like Newsmax, I mean, we're talking like millions and millions of people like every single night. I don't know how to do the stuff for like radio, but like, I'm pretty sure you're also going out to like millions of people, but like for CNN, to have been the mouthpiece of social decline during COVID, during, you know, the sort of run up to the Trump administration, you know, the sort of Clinton news network as they were for so long, like for America to turn around and just go, yeah, CNN, we know you're just going to feed us trash. So why right. would we listen to you? I'm like that. I'll put it in perspective a little bit. So much hope. How does what? that not make you happy? No, I, I could not agree more. So I'm, I'm, going to try to relate it a little bit to when I was on Headline News. When I would be in there for a week when Glenn was off, we got the overnights. And the overnights were in the hundreds of thousands. It wasn't millions because Headline News, remember, is the secondary station. The flagship is, or you know, the big ship, is, uh, is CNN. And we were pretty happy with that. This is 2007, so we probably had three, four, five hundred thousand viewers watching the show. I mean, that was okay for a fill-in guy, for the main guy on the secondary network. And mm-hmm. you're telling me the the main, the mothership, 
is getting a hundred thousand. I was under a hundred thousand. I think it was like seventy-two thousand the other night. There was a network show that shows just like old westerns that beat CNN. It's been beaten by the History Channel several times, but the History Channel also ca- like carries Ancient Aliens 72, and stuff. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. Like what? I'm looking at why your story. does it still exist? Why does it still exist as a network? Like that's you cannot <laughs> afford to run it. Well, actually, it's shut down. There's one of the one of the syndicates in Asia shut down. I can't remember oh. which one. I was so bored reading the first line of the story. I was like, no one cares by. Go, go, <laughs> go to um, uh, dailycaller.com and read what Kay wrote about this. Also follow her on social media, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E. J- just to sort of put a, a bow on it, for those who are watching, listening, wondering, why would that cost them money? The ad rate is based on how many, how much you get in ratings, how many mm-hmm. people are watching, a certain demographic. This is twenty five fifty four. That's allegedly the ones that spend money. Although some want eighteen forty nine, some want thirty five fifty four or sixty four. So for CNN to get seventy two thousand viewers in that demographic that they think spends money, everybody who advertises on CNN can now go back to them and say, "Hey, you got to cut my rate. Mm-hmm. I'm paying way too much for advertising because nobody's watching you." That's how it works. Yeah, and if they don't get their ad revenue, like they all go away. Everyone's like, "Oh, Don Lemon got fired because he was bad." Don Lemon got fired because they can't afford to keep him. He's right. a diva. Like he probably asked for so much and money. And he was making like four million a year, something like that, which I doesn't make any sense. There is no way that CNN is going to be making four million a year by yeah. like this time next year. It's an election year. Like how embarrassing! How embarrassing! Extremely embarrassing. It's Case Smythe. Go and follow her <laughs> everywhere. See her on Newsmax. See her here, and go check out everything she does on the Daily Call. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks. We appreciate Kay coming on. Another big show coming your way tomorrow. Do not miss that. Meantime, a little pop culture. Yep. Dirty pop. What's out in Polo? So I found this story to be pretty interesting that popped up on TMZ. Uh, Snoop Dogg was being interviewed on Sunday, and the interviewer asked him what he thought about Donald Trump. And he uh, actually said, he said, he hasn't done anything wrong to me. He's only done great things for me. I, I guess he pardoned a friend of his who was like the co-founder of Death Row Records in uh, 2021. Uh, so he said, I have nothing uh, but love and respect for Donald Trump. Dude, isn't this the singer that had a music video depicting Trump being shot? Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. That's a big turnaround. All right, man. Good story. Appreciate it, Polo. Thank, thanks, Sam. Thank you, Carrie. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow. Same time, same place. Go check out those interviews again tonight. And again, there's an extended uh, version of, of the interview of Kerry Lake over on uh, X. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Joe Pegg Show.